When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Plus Six Podcast. My name is Pete and I go by the name of AFL Ratings Pete on Twitter. Welcome to a very special guest today, Ryan Daniels. Welcome. G'day, Pete. Very excited to be here. It's not my first time on this pod, so um, I'm back by popular demand. <laughs> Excellent stuff. So we are talking West Coast on this podcast today. So uh, yep. it was an absolute disaster for the Eagles last year. They had injuries, they had COVID, and it was just they were way behind the eight ball to start things. But it sounds like their fitness is pretty much at a high level this preseason. Yeah, it is. And and like you sort of hit the nail on the head there. I don't think the we've seen a team in recent memory have so many dramas when it came to fo- uh, football injuries um in, uh, illness as well wrapped in with some covid stuff um one thing that was overlooked last year is you know that the, there was all these contingency plans for top up players uh, i'm pretty sure i'm, I'm almost 100% sure you would probably know west coast were the only team to use any yes. and they used i think five in one game in particular and yeah. like they were in dire straits um and things just kept unraveling as the season went on and, and for that purpose it's very difficult to get a gauge it, you look at their team last year and go yeah they they're going to be ordinary again but but then you look at all the names coming back that are doing well over the preseason the guys who missed either all or all of last season or a giant chunk of it um you know, Elliot Yo is basically a new recruit. He looks fantastic. We'll talk about him soon. But, you know, even young guys like their highest draft pick, Campbell Chesser, he would have played all of last year. Doesn't get a game because he's injured. So th- there's so many things that went wrong um, that, to me, West Coast, from a fantasy perspective, and I don't think I'm shattering any amazing news here, it, 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 they're... their value has never been higher from a fantasy point of view because of all of that uncertainty last year. Alrighty, let's get into it. So we are talking AFL fantasy season long classic mode. This discussion is a pre-season podcast with West Coast. This podcast has been recorded on Tuesday afternoon, February 21. And of course, the news is being crushed out for you on the AFL Ratings Network. The content is free. Likes and retweets are always appreciated. Again, make necessary adjustments as news comes to hand. Okay, so let's talk a few players here, Ryan. So Dom Sheed, um, so he'll potentially go back into that midfield uh, for the Eagles this, this season. So how are you seeing that one? Yeah, look, he, he's done the, all of the preseason, Pete. He hasn't missed a step. Um, look, I think if they wanted to, they could have pushed him to play maybe at the back end a bit more last year. Um, but he he's a player who we know will be in the midfield. He's not going to play anywhere else. He might spend a little bit of time on the wing. Um, he hasn't missed a beat. He did sit out of the intra-club last Friday night. The Eagles said he was being managed, but... It was his brother's wedding, so it wasn't anything to do with soreness or anything like that. So that's that's a good sign. Um, I'd expect him to be right in the engine room for for the majority of the year. To me, since you know the the fantasy sites opened, he's been one of the most obvious choices to have. I mean, in terms of what he's priced at and where what he's capable of doing, um, he's still young too. This is a guy who's not he's not thirty plus coming back from an injury. He's still, I think, maybe twenty seven. She roughly. Um, to me, he's yeah, he's a, he's been a standout all preseason. 
Next one here, Jaden Hunt comes over from Melbourne, so he's going to hit that half-back defensive mm-hmm. line, potentially push up onto a wing, uh, exiting D50. So how have you seen his preseason? Yeah, interesting one, because he's not super young. I think he's about 27 as well, maybe. Uh, I'm not 100% sure he's in there 22. Like, I think he, he, they brought him over for some pace, obviously. They brought him over for some depth. He was probably looking for an opportunity. Um, but there's a lot of guys in that back six that need to play. Um, Shannon Hearn, Liam Duggan, Tom Coles fit again. Um, then you've got the keys in, in McGovern and, and Barras. Um, and then you've got uh, Alex Witherden, who is, you know, it, he's an interesting one. It, it, we've had Shuey, we've had Yo, um, Jinby's been playing down back a little bit. There's not a lot of spots back there. Uh, uh, Jermaine Jones as well, obviously last year played some back. I think he's going to be in the mix. I think he's going to be in that, hey, could he be the 22nd guy? Could he be the sub some weeks? Um, will he play a fair bit of time in the waffle? Um, to me, he's no lock. Um, he may surprise me, and he's had a pretty solid preseason, um, but I'm not expecting massive things from Jaden Hunt, put it that way. Next one here, Elliot Yo. So injury-riddled yeah. last couple of years for Yo. Um, obviously, we're talking about a half-back midfield role. So the couple of questions here I want to ask you, how is his fitness and health at this stage of the preseason? And if you can put a percentage split on midfield and halfback, just just as a guess at this stage. Yeah. Look, his fitness and his health has been the best it's been in years. Um, he's had three horrible years, really, with that stuff. Um, the problem with Yoey is it's always um, he's going great and then suddenly he's not. Um, but this time last year, for the majority of the preseason, he had been doing running off to the side on his own, change of direction stuff, um, and then he started playing footy and he got hurt straight away. So he is in a far better position than he was 12 months ago. Um, in terms of where he's going to play, I think he's going to play mostly midfield. I think they'll be they've, they've sort of been rotating Shuey, Jinby, and Yo. Um, one of them is usually a halfback; the other two are in the middle. So it, it, it's sort of like this little triangle that's sort of rotating around. So mm. I would be probably expecting maybe an 80-20 split, maybe 75-25. Um, he's he's a versatile player. He's he's been an All Australian as a defender. So I think he'll play a little bit down there, but you're going to see the majority of the time in the middle. Um, he's he he would be in their top handful of performers over the preseason. His power is back. Um, he, he's already always been a bit of an angry ant in the best possible way. Um, he's a competitor. I, I I think he knows how big this season is. Um, he's trying to silence some doubters. Um, there's every there's a million reasons why this should work for Elliot Yo and fantasy coaches. Um, should benefit from that. I, I'm always nervous with him because he's had such a bad run, but this is as good as it's been. Next one up here, Ruben Jimby. So top draft yeah. pick. How close Ooh. is how close is he going to be to round one? I'll be shocked if he's not in the team. He's been amazing. He stands out at training. You know, if you've been doing this long enough, when you go down to training sessions at that first couple of the year, the new guys who are ready you just notice straight away. Like you, they run on the, like above the ground and they're big and they're strong. And, um, he's, he was second in their endurance running. He was second in their, um, speed, like 20, 20 meter time trials. Like he, he's, he's fast and he's strong and he's powerful and he's a good kid that he ticks every single box. Um, he was excellent at the last match sim. He's been every single match sim I've seen. He's been one of the better players and he's starting in the middle. But this is a no brainer. Like, and the fact that he's got back status in fantasy as well just 
adds to the the no brainer part of it. Like yeah. you can't miss with this guy. And it, like I know I'm sounding over positive here, but this is what I was saying in the, in the intro. This is the most relevant West Coast to being from a fantasy perspective in maybe ever. Um, they've got a number of guys who have opportunity and health and um, and a strong chance to succeed. Next one up here. So obviously the Eagles are hitting a pretty decent fitness at yeah. this stage of the preseason. So Tim Kelly, is he one of those? Yeah, he's dropped a heap of weight. Um, probably the smallest, the slimmest he's been since he got there. Not that he was ever sort of fat, but he we do a sort of maybe slightly on the on the bulkier side. Um, but clearly he's been told to trim down. Clearly, like everybody else in the AFL, the Eagles want to play quicker. Um, yeah, he's been great. He hasn't put a foot wrong. Um, I'd expect. He's been okay at West Coast. I think everyone thinks it's a disappointment because they haven't won premierships with him. But he's he's finished top five BNF a couple of times. Um, he's had a lot of injuries around him, and he's sort of pushed through. So I'd expect another pretty good year from him. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he sort of averages in the low 90s again. Um, he's a good player, Tim Kelly. Next one here, Campbell Chesser. So Adam Simpson and the coaching staff have been talking that patience language. Is that still the case with Chesser? It is, but I still wouldn't be surprised to see him play around one. He he played Friday night, kicked a couple of goals. Everything he does, he looks good. Um, I think they're just trying to ease the pressure on him and the expectation. Um, if it's not round one, the problem we've got here over in WA that many people over East probably aren't aware of is the waffle doesn't start till like round five hmm. of the AFL season. So if you're not in the round one team, it's going to be very hard to show form. Um, so you're going to need injuries to other players to get yourself in. So if a player's not in that first round side... Um, it's going to be really difficult for them to, to shove their way in there with, with, you know, getting 30 and two goals in the waffle. So I, I hope he gets a spot in round one. He might just be slightly behind that, um, but, but I would not be shocked if that team came out and he was in it. Now, with a sub this year and every team can use it, he might be one of those players for a sub, do you think? Uh, potentially. Like, I think I, I'm not sure how that sub's going to be used now that there's no injury um, specific on top of it. I whether it's going to be a, a, a really quick player or whether it's going to be your backup ruck or whether it's going to be um, a utility, I don't know. Chesser is a wingman. Um, he could play a little bit of halfback if needed, but they've been training him as a wing, um, and I think that's where he'll spend the, you know, the early part of his career. So whether or not you think you can play that guy as a sub, um, it's a possibility. I I, 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 I've betting on it, I'd say Jaden Hunt's the sub. Um, just because of, uh, I think that pace is going to be a factor in those subs. Um, but Chester is right in the mix. And when he's ready, he'll play. Like, and he'll play the majority of the year. They know what they've got in him, and they know they need to invest in guys like him and Jinby and Hewitt. The next one here, Alex Willardin. So the question I'm asking here yeah. is, is he a lock or is he could be fringe? He's definitely not a lock. Um, they still like him, but, I mean, he's got – this is his last year of his contract – I think there was there were some discussions at the end of last year about whether or not he was actually going to be around or whether they'd buy him out or um, he ended up staying, which is a good thing, I think. He's still pretty young, um, but he hasn't, he hasn't exactly grabbed that position with both hands. Even last year when they had so many injuries and issues, um, you would have thought a guy with his profile in terms of his football profile could have, could have really taken it. He didn't. 
Um, and they brought in Jaden Hunt and, you know, Jinby's playing some halfback and so is Yo and so is Shuey. Um, you know, Shannon Hearn's there, Duggan's there, Cole's back. Um, there's, there's absolutely no certainty that Witherden's in the 22. Um, in fact, if I was betting on it, I'd say he's probably not. Um, but he's in the, it wouldn't, it's not outside the realms of possibility that he's in there, but by no means is he a lock. And unfortunately, I think that means for fantasy that unless you're in a deep draft, like it's probably worth a punt in a draft league, but I definitely wouldn't be touching him any salaries because he might come in and, and score 95 in round one and then get dropped. Mm. Like it's, it's just not a sure thing. He, he's obviously a great fantasy player when he plays, but I, I wouldn't be betting on it. I've listened to a Jamie Cripps interview this week, and he was talking up Noah Long for a potential yeah. round one debut in the forward line. Your thoughts, Ed? Yeah. I've heard two people, and one of them was Ben Cousins, and the other one was Nick Nananui. So guys who know pretty well, in the last week, separately say that they, he reminds them of Martin Lacroix. Mm. Um, as soon as he got there, you've been hearing whispers at training, man, this Noah Long, like this Noah Long kid, like he's – He's something like, and sometimes they just find a kid. Like I think they, and every club says this, but I think they had him ranked much higher on their draft board. I think they got him in maybe the high thirties or the low forties. I can't remember the pick, but I think they had him in the, in the low twenties in terms of where they would wanted to take him. Um, and they got him a bit later than that. So I would be thinking that he is in that round one calculation. And you got to remember they lost junior Rioli. Petrocelli's had a couple of issues over the summer with injuries um, they need another small forward. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he plays, and the, and the raps have been really big on him. A smart footballer, a tough footballer, and, and one who knows how to find the goals. Next one here, Joy Kelly. So he comes into yeah. the preseason draft, and all the reports that I've heard and listened to that he's had a pretty monster preseason. Yeah. So the couple of questions here, is he locked into that team for one, and two, is it going to be pure midfield only? Yeah, he's locked and it's midfield. Yeah, I'd be I'd be stunned if he doesn't improve to being an 85-point midfielder. I, I just think this kid, he plays so hard. He's tough as nails. He's got a bit of mongrel in him. I mean, there were games last year where he was approaching 10 tackles. He might have even had one where he had 10 tackles. Um, so he's that's the kind of player he's going to be. It's that junkyard sort of, you know, think maybe Ben Cunnington, like think maybe a bit of Sam Berry at Adelaide. Like, this is this is where this guy is going to be um, for the next few years, and 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 it, just because he's a mid-season draft guy doesn't mean you know he's he's sort of from a scrap heap. This is a guy who um, he didn't get picked up, but he he developed significantly at the start of last year to the point where the people I've spoken to who know these things that they thought that he would have been in the high teens, low twenties as a draft pick had he been picked up at the end of the year. Um, so for West Coast, you're looking at Jinby Hewitt. And Cully as three top twenty midfield draftees. If you're looking at it from that perspective, and the one thing they've needed for a long time is youth in that midfield and injection of high quality picks. Um, Cully is the one that I think he could play twenty games this year. In fact, he could play all of them. Um, I, I'm really hot on him. Next one here, Elijah Hewitt. So where does he stand currently? Yeah, he's probably slightly behind Jinby and slightly behind Cully. Um, I, I think. There's a chance he's in that round one side, but when you start to add those numbers up and you go, well, if Long's playing and Jinby's playing and ooh, maybe it's Chessa, um, I don't think they'd play all of them. Um, they've still got a lot of quality on that list that needs to needs to play. I think even Adam Simpson last week said they've got what 18 or 19 guys who are basically locked in, um, and then there's a there's a handful of spots. Um, 
I, I'm not sure he'll be in the round one side, but this, he's a talent. And if Jinby went there, we'd be hearing a lot more of him. Um, it's just that Jinby's been such a standout. It's kind of like North Melbourne. Like we've heard so much about Sheasel, but Wardlaw's kind of gone under the radar because he's been a bit banged up. But um, Hewitt is going to be a really good midfielder. He's going to be. I think he's going to be a fantasy guy too. So maybe just maybe don't have, maybe don't start with him, but he should be on your radar for sure. Next one here, Nick Nate Nui. So it's yep. prob- we're probably going with another two ruck setup, and we're probably looking at about another, I would say, 65% ruck or yep. 60% ruck time. Is that correct? Yeah, well, he's not going to increase, is he? I mean, he's getting to the end of his career. He's, um, you know, he's not getting any younger. I can't. He's not going to start playing 80%. So he sort of hovers in that 60, 65, sometimes high 60s range for game time. Um, that's not going to change. He's been pretty good over summer. He hasn't missed anything. Um, he, he's not, as I said, he's never been a, a dominant fantasy guy. The, the, the battle is between who's going to back him up. That's going to be either Cal Jamison or Bailey Williams. Um, and I'm not sure which one it's going to be at this point. And that, that, it may depend on Williams is probably slightly ahead just because he's got an extra year or two in development. Um, but I think long-term Jamison's probably the guy. Um, neither of those guys are really ruckmen. Like I, I think they're, they're more forwards that can ruck a bit. Um, whereas they drafted a guy, Barnett, um, out of South Australia. Is that right? Am I getting his name right? Harry Barnett? Yeah. Yeah, he, he, the reports out of him are that they're really impressed with him. He's been injured over the summer, so he's not going to be in the team early. But if things don't go well in that ruck department, he could play towards the end of the year. Um, and, I, and I think that that's where their ruck is at. That's really nick that or bust. Um, so he's going to have to play a lot. He's going to have to shoulder a lot of the burden. And if he goes down, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. I have no idea what their plan B is. Alrighty, thank you for those updates, Ryan. So can you just let the listeners know where to find you? Um, yeah, uh, just usual, Footy Rhino on Twitter. Um, if you're in WA, read the paper on a Saturday. Um, I've just joined Triple M over here doing some calling and some stuff on Mondays and Fridays and a show on a Saturday morning. So if, you can, if you're in WA, that's where you can listen. If not, you can probably find it somewhere else. But otherwise, yeah, good luck to everybody. And their fantasy endeavours. I've got my draft next week, so I'm deep in the research too. And um, yeah, hope hope the season turns out well for you. Excellent. Thanks very much, Ryan. Thanks, Pete.